Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. In 2018, Finca Canada launched the Financial Inclusion Project, a five-year partnership with the Government of Canada that aims to increase economic prosperity and eliminate financial inequality in both Haiti and the DR Congo. According to this year's media report, the project has provided 575,000 low-income individuals and entrepreneurs access to financial services, with 363,000 being women in Haiti and the DRC. To get more details on this project, we got the chance to chat with Drew Bochelle, Executive Director at Finca Canada. Drew has over 20 years of experience as a Senior Global Development Executive, delivering high social impact programs including global health, poverty reduction, community development, education, youth development and environmental initiatives in the US, Asia, Africa, Middle East, Latin America and Eastern Europe. In this podcast, Drew discussed the work being done to help nations like Haiti during these trying times, including how Finca Canada helps clients navigate the path to financial prosperity, the Financial Inclusion Project help promoting the financial literacy for women and men in developing countries, and the tools and resources Finca Canada has developed and executed to better the financial picture of men and women in Haiti. Hi Drew, on behalf of Canadian SME, I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? Excellent. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Likewise, very pleased to have you with us this afternoon. Now, Drew, uh, Finca Canada has recently launched the Financial Inclusion Project to help expand financial inclusion in Haiti and the DR Congo. Can you share with our audience, can you tell us more about this project? Like, what are some of the main goals of this particular project? Absolutely. So, DRC Congo and Haiti are, as many people know, are two of the highest levels of poverty um, in the world. Uh, and a result of that is because of lack of economic opportunities, um, financial inclusion, especially for women. So uh, Finca Canada, in partnership with the government of Canada, uh, launched a five-year initiative to sort of increase access to financial inclusion or financial services uh, for people that are living at or below the poverty line um, in these countries. Um, so the main goal was to, while well, we had a, a large goal of uh, increasing financial services to 575,000 people uh, in these two countries with a max, you know, with a uh, focus on women. Um, so ideally with a target of 65% of those uh, individuals being women. The, the idea was to, you know, look at the individuals that are really struggling um, to get ahead in their their business let's say they're they're micro or small medium sized enterprises they might be uh, farmers they might be someone selling at a market they might have a a small company with one or two employees um that would be kind of our average client mm-hmm. um but it's you know they they don't have the ability to access any type of loan capital um, they don't have any ability to save they don't have money a way to transfer funds securely etc so that's where Finca Canada stepped in um, working in partnership with our on the ground Finca uh, DRC and Finca Haiti uh, to actually provide services um, and the way that works is one is about providing financial literacy training for the individuals to give them an idea of of budgeting um, management, uh, business management, 
uh, and also ability to access actual loan credit. And then focusing on things such as goal setting and and savings towards uh, those financial goals. So um, the the training is one big part. And then the second part is actually developing the tools and services and products for them to to actually utilize. Um, And those are the the loan credits, as well as the ability to do financial transactions um, where they live. You can imagine in DRC and Haiti, there's uh, many of the individuals, or actually the majority of the population, live in rural areas of the country where there is not access to infrastructure, there might not be electricity, and there certainly isn't uh, banks um, that would serve their needs. So uh, what Fink Haiti and Fink DRC are doing is is extending their their financial service network to reach out to these rural communities and provide services in in their actual backyards um, in their own in their own villages, for example. And that can be done by either individuals going out there on a motorbike um, with having a tablet to actually help them carry out uh, their loan uh, their uh, financial services, whether that's applying for a loan or repaying their loan or transferring money, et cetera. But beyond that, we've also developed digital banking tools or mobile banking, which allows individuals to actually use their, their telephone. And it doesn't have to be a smartphone. It can just be any type of analog or uh, like digital-enabled phone. And that allows them to do things such as um, deposit savings, transfer funds to other uh, customers or clients. Uh, and carry out banking transactions without having to travel into a, an urban center, which is obviously very costly, uh, very time-consuming, and during times of COVID was certainly not something that was possible due to restrictions around transport and and uh, um, social uh, distancing, etc. Right. Now, Finca Canada remains committed to providing struggling individuals and communities with an opportunity to really pull themselves out of poverty and better achieve financial freedom. Drew, how does Finca Canada help clients navigate the path to financial prosperity? Yeah, so just to elaborate on what I was saying, it it really starts with sort of education. Um, These are individuals that might not have had the opportunity to to get any type of uh, you know, secondary level education. So they're, they're really um, may not have been exposed to the basic things that we would understand around financial management and planning. Um, so that's something that we help with at a ground level uh, with the individuals to, to get them to understand about, about how to budget properly, how to save for unexpected um, uh, emergencies, etc., and to be able to make a plan with securing, say, loan capital to build their business to grow, and so that's that's where we start, and then and then it's really about working with them. Refer to our uh, the people that we work with as our clients or customers, but they refer to us as, as their family. Um, so Finca is set up as a sustainable model to really help lift people out of poverty. We don't want to put people in debt. We don't want to increase their financial burden upon them. We want to give them. The opportunity to empower themselves uh, and and lift themselves out of poverty through um, creating opportunities for sustainable income. So working together closely and then providing those tools and services and education to allow them to reach their their um, financial goals. Right now. Drew, enhancing the financial knowledge and capabilities of individuals in developing nations is essential for, you know, empowering both men and women to make informed decisions about their finances. And I believe, you know, creating opportunities for learning through access to these projects can actually help foster sustainable economic growth within these countries. 
Drew, what is your point of view? Like how how this financial inclusion project helps promote financial literacy for men and women in developing countries? Yeah, so the, the world has gone through an incredibly difficult uh, time in the last few years. It's been the largest economic disruption since World War II with, uh, with COVID um, and even the after effects, uh, the long lasting effects of COVID, but also the other things that have occurred, such as climate change um, issues, which we've seen in Pakistan with the flooding and loss of close to $4 billion of crops, uh, the war in Ukraine right now, which is Further exasperated food security issues um, caused hyperinflation in many countries where they have to import foods, products. Uh, so poverty for the first time in the last 20 years has actually been on the increase. Um, since uh, since the start of COVID, there's approximately another 125 million people that have slid into extreme poverty. Uh, however, that's not equally um, across both men and women. And women, unfortunately, have um, borne the brunt of uh, that slide into poverty. And that's largely because women are working in the informal sector, protected by government incentives um, or austerity measures to offset the effects of, of COVID, etc. cetera. Uh, and they're living in countries where they are often not seen as a good economic investment by the, the by the financial institutions in the country. Um, and that's led to this, this increased disparity. So the the effort to um, promote financial inclusion for what we call the the bottom billion or the the unbankable is is more critical than ever because if you don't have the financial services at, at your disposal you're never going to be a be able to get ahead or b you're not going to be able to save um, and build up any type of financial health or resilience to protect yourself against the natural disasters or whether that's a cyclone or a, a health emergency in your family or COVID. Um, and as a result, people that are living on the edge, you know, living on day-to-day -day income, they just have no protection. So when something like COVID shuts down their business for a week or two, they literally start starving. So this is where financial inclusion is, is so critical. We've we've, we've learned that uh, and how it can be such a useful tool, especially with the the uh, technology advances now, and anybody banking uh, can bank anywhere uh, if they have access to a mobile network, which is a, a very large portion of the world. Right. No, you're absolutely, and I 100% agree. Like working towards economic security in developing nations, both women and men can benefit from leveraging really the financial literacy to build a strong foundation of prosperity. Drew, in continuing, uh, in continuation to our conversation here, what are the tools and resources Finca Canada has developed and executed to better the financial picture uh, in Haiti? Yeah, so we we really specifically looked at the challenges that our clients were facing, and not only as a whole, but specifically looking at, at men and women, recognizing that there's different barriers that exist uh, for men and women in terms of accessing uh, financial services and, and products and tools. So we did something, we did a gender assessment, and that came up with gender action plans. And that resulted in the development of a number of specific tools, products um, that helped uh, target uh, the uh, women that were more uh, excluded. Um, also, these products obviously benefited men as well. So some of those uh, products are, well, one is, is loan capital. Imagine you've lost your inventory because you're 
the government had a shutdown due to COVID, your inventory went bad, you weren't able to sell it. Now you have no uh, resources to restock your inventory. Um, so a loan is a perfect way to get back on your feet. Um, but how do you create a loan that's going to meet the needs in these kind of very um, uncertain times? So for example, we developed an agricultural loan um, product, which allows an individual to secure funds to get the, the seeds and the tools um, that they need to be able to plant a harvest. Um, but the loan is established in a way where they don't need to repay it until they've actually had um, their harvest and they're able to sell their product and then be able to repay the loan, put money into savings, and then use the leftover to buy seeds for the next harvest. And then coupling that with another product or tool, you could say, and that's loan insurance. So how do you have protection in case something goes wrong? So for example, the agricultural loan product on the on that first harvest, if there's a failed crop for whatever reason, then part of the loan can be written off, for example. Um, so that that's one tool. Another one in, in DRC, we launched a product called Just For Her. And that was a specifically tailored um, loan product for for women, um, tailored to the needs with specific interest rates and and different um, qualification criteria to allow them to overcome the barriers that were excluding them from financial uh, services in the past. Others are savings products. Someone who doesn't have the ability to go to their you know commercial bank want to be able to put some money away safely, not by you know sticking under their mattress, for example, we've developed uh, savings products and then linking those savings products to mobile uh, tools where they can use their digital phone to actually send money to their savings account or um, or use uh, their phone for other financial services needed. Um, another is a concept of, of banking agents. So yes, uh, we're probably used to um traveling to our you know local corner where there's a bank within a mile from our house in uh, in Canada but in developing countries that's often not the case so the banks are located in the capital or the major cities and they're very inaccessible uh, so we established a banking network system um, where we have banking agents that are either mobile or let's say there's a corner store in a remote community um, where where the customer can go there, and that in, uh, the owner of that store is trained as a banking agent, and they have a you know a little um, a point of service uh, device that they can help carry out the banking services for the individual in their in their community. So these are these are type of the the type of tools and products which are um, really helping uh, our clients that in the past have never had access to. Uh, these type of banking services. Right. No, great knowledge and resources, Drew, that you shared that, you know, uh, people can uh, use to unlock new opportunities for themselves and really create a more prosperous environment overall. Now, Drew, our readers are eager to learn about these initiatives that you have passionately dedicated yourself to. Are there any other initiatives that you're involved in that you think our readers would be interested in hearing about? Hearing about? Yeah, absolutely. So the the, the power of this mobile and digital banking is, um, you know, an incredibly powerful tool. Um, we've seen how valuable it is during during COVID, um, during lockdowns. We've also been exploring how we can use it for things such as emergency cash uh, transfers. Uh, for example, in Pakistan, when you know two thirds of the country were underwater, we have uh, uh, approximately ninety thousand um, loan clients in Pakistan, as well as. 
2.1 million savings clients in Pakistan. So we've been exploring using our our digital mobile banking apps there to actually distribute emergency cash uh, resources to individuals. The world uh, food program is actually started doing this. They're recognizing that it's sometimes better rather than trying to ship bags of rice around the world and then distribute um, food products direct to people that are um, have high uh, food insecurity. It's sometimes better just to put actual cash in their hands. Um, but this is not a very safe practice. You know, you, it can lead to lots of corruption, obviously, when you're dealing with, with cash. So by use, utilizing digital uh, cash transfer uh, system, it really reduces the risk of uh, corruption, um, of money being lost, and it also makes it very much more efficient um, rather than to have to physically hand cash to an individual versus electronically transferring funds to them. So that, that would be a good example. And you know, one thing I wanted to share was also you know, all this work that we're doing, you know, is it is it actually having an impact? I mean, if our goal is to reduce poverty by providing these services, products, access to loan capital, um, does it actually work? And we're really happy to see that some of our results are showing that um, the average income of our clients in DRC has increased by 55% um, since the start of the project and in Haiti by 50%. Um, and Obviously, with increased income, we've seen a decrease in the reach of poverty among our clients as well. And more specifically, because we've been focusing a lot of our efforts towards, um, you know, breaking down the gender disparity between men and women, we've actually seen a bigger increase among our female clients. So we're extremely happy about that. Right. No, great results there. I mean, these projects are helping, uh, you know, shape the future for sure. And uh, honestly, Drew, it was so great to have you on the podcast today and hearing uh, about your insights into how important it is to enhance the financial knowledge and capabilities of individuals in developing nations. I believe this will be very valuable to our listeners. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Finca remains committed to providing struggling individuals and communities with an opportunity to pull themselves out of poverty and better achieve financial freedom in both the good times and the bad. The Government of Canada has invested $2 billion since the devastating earthquake in Haiti to show the dedication and support for the people of Haiti. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, we would like to thank our exclusive banking partner, RBC, exclusive shipping partner, UPS, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero, for supporting this initiative. Please do share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine to stay up to date on all our upcoming events and get the top business insights from industry leaders. This is Maheen your host for the Small Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Music